Hey, uh, I actually missed you guys last Wednesday. I was at camp donating blood uh, to a bunch of bugs. Um, but I did think about you last Wednesday, and uh, I missed being here with you guys. So um, I want to talk to you guys tonight about chaos. And uh, I don't know if your life ever feels chaotic, um, but chaos is certainly not fun, and it's something that um, every one of us experiences in our lives. Um, And so, as I always like to do, I looked up the definition, and it says this, chaos is a state of utter confusion, a confused mass or mixture. And um, I I think oftentimes we read Bible stories or we hear sermons about Bible stories, and it's like, oh, cool, Jesus fed like 5,000 people with a sack lunch, right? And we're like, that's awesome. Like, man, I wish he would multiply my sack lunch at school because... I'm starving at the end of my lunch, you know, and and we see the highlights and we see the good things, but we don't often dive into the details and really place ourselves in the midst of those stories. Um, and so for the next couple of weeks, as, as long as I'm around, um, we're going to dig into some familiar Bible stories. And the tendency for you will be to just check out like, oh, I've heard this thing before, like this ain't nothing new, but the word of God is powerful and living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. And the Holy Spirit has the ability to show us the same story again and again and again and show us something new. And so we're going to jump into these Bible stories, um, but we're also going to jump into our own lives together. And you guys are going to have an opportunity to engage with each other and interact a little bit. Um, And so we're going to do that. Um, So for tonight's story, uh, we're looking in Luke 8 and Mark 4. Um, It's the same story, but each writer gives a different account and gives a little bit uh, bit of different detail about it. Um, But our theme verse for this this series is Isaiah 26.3, which says this. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And steadfast means firmly fixed in place, immovable, not subject to change. Firm in belief, determination, or adherence. Loyal. You will keep in perfect peace Tara, whose mind is steadfast because she trusts in you. Yikes. Don't know if I can say that with the most confidence if I'm being honest. Insert your own name there. Take out him and insert your own name. You will keep in perfect peace blank, whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. So either God's word is true or there's a disconnect somewhere because why don't I have perfect peace? Why am I not trusting God? Well, it all goes back to chaos, okay? And so our minds are supposed to be immovable and firmly fixed in place and loyal and like determined, right? But how many of you, when you're going through the midst of a storm, are like just all over the place? Anyone? I can't be the only... Okay, there's five of us in here. Congratulations to the rest of you. Uh, I'll be glad to get some lessons from you after this because, holy cow, I'm just all over it. And most of us, I think, are that way. Because when we struggle, when life is chaotic, when life is hard, we're less likely to pick up our Bibles. We're less likely to pray about things. We stop showing up on Wednesday nights. We're not going to the Bible studies on Sunday nights. But why is that? And is it possible to trust God in the midst of the chaos? So let's go to Luke 8, starting in verse 22. 
One day, he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. And they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid. And they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. Let's hop over to Mark 4. Again, it's the same story, but we've got some different details in this one, starting in verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear, and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? What did Jesus tell the disciples? Trust him. Okay, what else? Be still. Be quiet. It's at the, let me give you a hint. It's at the beginning of the passage. What did Jesus tell the disciples? Let us go over to the other side. Right? I mean, he did say that, but that's at the end. Hang tight. We'll get there. He said, let's go to the other side. Right? So, did Jesus lie? Did he not know the plan? Was he being misleading? Did he say, I mean, why didn't Jesus say, hey, disciples, let's get into the boat because there's going to be a storm while I take a nap and you're going to freak out and I'm going to set up my hidden camera and just watch y'all come unglued. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did, why, why did Jesus say what he said? Because that's where they were going. Jesus didn't say to the disciples, hey, guys, let's get into the other boat. I hope we're going to make it to the other side. He said, Let's go to the other side of the lake. So in the moment when the storm rose, Jesus is asleep. Do you think the disciples remember what Jesus said? So was the chaos God's fault or disciples' fault? Disciples. Because they instantly forgot what Jesus had said. Because had they remembered what Jesus had said, then I really don't think they would have flipped out as much as they did. And I think it's interesting that they ask, do you not care? Anyone else ever ask that? Hey, God, don't you care? Do you not care what we're going through? 
this, this season of change and transition and chaos. I haven't been around that long, but I know it hasn't been easy. Right? It's hard. No one will ever take the place of Josh. No one. Loss is hard. Life is hard. And the storms will only get harder. Not trying to be bad news bears. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Chaos. (laughs) A state of utter confusion. See, the disciples freaked out because they had completely forgotten what Jesus had said. He said, let's go to the other side of the lake. He didn't even have to tell them, really. God doesn't owe any of us an answer. He doesn't have to tell us anything. In fact, he didn't even have to give us his word. But you and I, frankly, could probably care less about that because it just kind of sits on our desk, right? Becomes backseat priority. Because I got to get my video game time in or my social media or whatever. I Really, he didn't have to give us the word. There are people in other parts of the world who don't have a Bible in their own language. They have zero clue about Jesus. You want to talk about navigating life's difficulty and storms and chaos without God's word? Holy cow, I'd be toast. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And in the midst of their fear and in the midst of their panic and in the midst of their chaos, they say, do you not care? I mean, the very disciples that walked around with Jesus and saw him heal sick people and touch the untouchables and raise dead people back to life and give hungry people food to eat. They have the audacity to not only wake him up from his nap, which everyone knows you never wake up someone from a nap, right? Especially Jesus. Can you imagine waking up Jesus? Man, John, you wake him up. No, Peter, that's on you. All right, let's draw straws. You know, like... Excuse me, <laughs> you know? And they'll wake him up. And, and the thing they ask is, do you not care? I think that's an okay question to ask. It's audacious. But if there's anyone we can be real with, it's God. The Bible says that before a thought is even in our head and on our tongue, he knows it. Before we ever speak it out. So why do we hide our things from him? Were we scared? Is he going to zap us with lightning? Kick us out of the club? But he answers every single question with the same thing. I am who I said I am, and I will do what I said I will do. You guys are in the middle of transition. And uh, here's how we're going to close this thing out tonight. I would like for you to partner up with someone.